Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Phillips, maybe one last chance before heading to the bench. Minute to go. Phillips cuts around Pasternak, shoots and scores! Matthew Phillips wins it in overtime for Washington with 55.4 seconds left. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Boston. What a statement at the finish by Matthew Phillips as he tries to make this team. It's an overtime winner, and the Capitals win 5-4. to four. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals down the Bruins in overtime. The rising confidence of Connor McMichael. And get to know Bailey Johnson. She's the new beat writer for the Washington Post. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday, October 4th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Matthew Phillips scored the game-winning goal in three-on-three overtime last night, lifting the Capitals to a 5-4 win over the Boston Bruins at TD Garden. On a night that Washington outshot the Bruins 41-20, there was a lot to like from Spencer Carberry's team. The power play, it went two for three. Sonny Milano picked up his second goal of the preseason. Tom Wilson converted a pretty pass from Evgeny Kuznetsov for a power play goal in the first period. John Carlson also with a power play goal last night. But it was the night that Connor McMichael had that was the showstopper. An incredible game high of 10 shots on goal. He had a goal just 26 seconds into the game that led off the scoring last night and showing now the confidence of a player that's ready to be full-time in the National Hockey League. McMichael after the game with me on how the game went for his team and where his confidence is at right now. Spoiler alert, it's sky high. I think there was uh, maybe a two-minute span there where we kind of took our foot off the gas early, but I, I'd say for the most part in the first, we were pretty good, and I think after the first, we, we kind of took over the game and created a lot of chances. We talked about the confidence of your game, you and I, have uh, where it's gone from June to through the preseason. Did that take another step forward here tonight? Oh, for sure. I think I'm just making a lot more plays that I wouldn't have been making a couple years ago, and it's just, uh, like I always say, it's credit to my confidence right now, and I just think that uh, playing with Kuzi and Willie is helping me a lot. Head coach Spencer Carberry also after the game last night, speaking of Connor's confidence and the evolution of his game since he played for him in Hershey. I couldn't agree more with that statement about if you know Connor McMichael, you've always seen that about him is he's confident in his ability and he has swagger and he, in those moments throughout a game, he wants the puck. He wants to be the guy out there making the play defensively and offensively. And and you've seen him really take that step here, at least for me, I've seen it in the HL level. And now he's making those plays and that confidence and that swagger and touches in the offensive blue line or his speed through the neutral zone or his down low ozone touches. And he's developed a lot and is, and you can just, it's on display now. And you can, it's the same way he looked to me at a lower level, but now he's looking like that in in the best league in the world. 
On today's show, with just two games remaining now before the games start to count, it is time to get to know your new beat writer for the Washington Post. Bailey Johnson joins us now as she begins her first season on the beat, on the path that led her to Washington, and also some of her observations from training camp. Well, Bailey, thanks for joining us. Welcome to D.C. I know you've been here for a little bit, but getting through this first training camp, how excited are you for this regular season and your new gig with the Washington Post? Yeah, I'm really excited. It's fun to have training camp actually start. I started in June, so there wasn't a whole lot going on. You know, watching her, she's run and trying to get ready for camp, but it's really good to actually have a job to do now and things going on. Give us a little bit of your background. You came from Columbus immediately before this, but uh, what's your background in the game? I know that you like the prospect side of it. We've talked about that quite a bit. Give us a little bit of your history here. Yeah, so I grew up in Atlanta. The Thrashers were around, but my parents aren't hockey people, so I never watched them or anything. And then it was at the University of Michigan that I really got into hockey. I covered the team there 2018 to 2020. I had never really watched hockey at all before I started. The way I learned hockey actually was watching like the Caps playoff runs 2018, 2017. A lot of my friends at the paper in Michigan are from this area, and they were always watching it in our newsroom and stuff. So those are the first games I remember watching, which is kind of crazy full circle to be back here now. I got into it at Michigan and then I ended up working in Columbus for a little over two years, helping cover the Blue Jackets, covering soccer, doing a whole bunch of different things. Now I'm here. What was the Blue Jackets part of that like for you, being around an NHL building uh, at least somewhat? It was fantastic. I was the backup beat writer to Brian Hedger, who's amazing and taught me a lot and worked alongside Aaron Portsline, who I would be remiss if I didn't mention in his current kidney situation. We're all pulling for him and wishing the best there. Yeah, it was really awesome. I got to learn a lot and did a lot of games, traveled a lot, had some crazy road trips where I would go at the last minute when... Hedger couldn't go or whatever and really got thrown in the deep end of the whole beat writing thing and I really loved it. I spent a lot of time long time ago going to Michigan for games at Yoast and the atmosphere there I mean that's a very contagious hockey atmosphere if you're in and around that that's a pretty good place to start your hockey life. I couldn't have asked for anything better in my first introduction to hockey the team was so great to cover they were so open with us we were at practice every day talked to whoever we wanted college athletics as you know is not like that very often there's not that much access especially especially at a school like Michigan, but the hockey team was always really, really good to us. Learned a lot from those guys. I just got a DM on Twitter the other day from Chris Mayotte, who was an assistant there, who happened to have played with Spencer Carberry in Fresno, and he reached out just to say, hey, so that's a special relationship. Like Things like that don't happen with most college coaches you cover, but they were really, really good to me there. I said Chris Mayotte, a one-time Hershey Bear briefly, too, when I was there. It's a hockey world's a very small one, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about this season and getting into it here with now most of the preseason behind us. A couple of games to go here. This has been intriguing on a lot of levels with a new coach, a largely new coaching staff, part of the team that's certainly older, some that are younger and trying to make the team. Just your overall impressions here at training camp so far. Yeah, it's exactly like you said. It's been fun for me to come in with a new coaching staff and have a little bit of a fresh perspective on a team that's been around for a long time and has a lot of the same guys. You kind of pencil in the same guys into the lineup a lot, but it's really cool to see the battles going on right now. A guy like Matt Phillips is trying to make a push. Hardy Hamanoktel has impressed me so far in the way he's transitioned from the Swedish game into North American hockey. I think there's more interesting battles than maybe I expected there to be heading into camp. It kind of all felt a little bit set in stone as we were preparing for this. And now that the guys are three preseason games in, you start to see who's separating themselves, where things are starting to stand out. And it's been really cool to watch. Hardy Hummel Octel is an interesting story in that he's 25. He was drafted, but has never played in North America, drafted by Nashville. And now he's here, has shown off a shot that we like. And it seems like he may be threatening to keep a job here when it's all said and done. Yeah, I would agree. I was really 
really, really impressed with his game Saturday night. He struggled, I wouldn't say struggled, but had a tougher game Thursday, which you expect in a first preseason game, first time playing on NHL ice. They play on the bigger ice over there in Sweden. And the way he jumped up from Thursday to Saturday, he was playing against Detroit's top line. Didn't shut them down necessarily, but was relatively effective in those minutes. Like you said, showed off the shot. His skating is effective out there. He's got a bigger body. He doesn't necessarily play huge, but he's not afraid to make a hit and be a physical presence. And again, the way he adapted to the game so quickly just in those 48 hours between the two games is even more impressive to me than the way he played Saturday, but the way he learned so much between the two. Easily in the last couple of games before we go for real, the battle on defense and the absence of Joel Edmondson to be able to see a guy like Vinny Iorio and the aforementioned I'm an Octel, and you try and see how this is going to shake out. Alexander Alexiev was here all year, barely played last year, but he never went down because they didn't want to expose him to waivers. There's a lot of moving parts on the back end. Somebody's going to be in the lineup that might not have been otherwise, and they may keep AD. Three of them might end up being here. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be interesting, like you said, with the waivers. Haman Octel is one who's not subject to waivers because he's on an entry-level contract, but I think the way he's played has made a strong push. We were talking this morning, you know, maybe if you're splitting hairs between him and a guy like Lucas Johansson who does require waivers, that might be a tie-breaking factor, but I think the way Haman Octel has played has made a really strong case for him to be in the opening night roster, and then we'll see with, you know, Vinny Iorio, Lucas Johansson, Alexiev, all those guys you mentioned that are competing. There's three more games to go. I would imagine that they'll play in a lot of those as they try to make those final decisions and we'll see what happens. With Lucas, and it's been a theme, and we've talked about it a lot on the show here, we talked about it with Todd Nelson on Monday, where the experience that these guys had playing in Hershey, winning a championship, and playing with a little more swagger and a little bit more of a different level. Connor McMichael is going to be on that as well. He probably is on this team, you would think, even if he's on the wing. But these guys bringing a little something extra after winning one level down, that's been fun for me to watch. I feel like, I don't think I'm the only one, but I mean, that's the one for me where I saw these guys in June, and now I see him here, and you can kind of see some of that translate. You definitely can. I think about a guy like Hendricks Lapierre, too, who probably is heading back to Hershey for another year, but you can see it on him in the preseason games that he's played. You see it on them in practice. Like They just look so confident, and I do think the shorter summer helps with that. They were on the ice so much more recently than a lot of these guys, especially those first couple of training camp practices. They look fresh and ready to go, which isn't necessarily surprising, but stands out after the short summer they had, and you can see they're kind of just keeping it going from what they did last year. Well, Bailey, I look very much forward to having plenty of conversations throughout the season here. Welcome to Washington officially as we get going here and uh, we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you. She'll be a frequent guest this season here on the show. That's Bailey Johnson, the new beat writer for the Washington Post. It's the Capitals and the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow from Nationwide Arena at 7 o'clock. In addition to hearing the game at CapsRadio247.com, you will be able to catch it over the air too in D.C. on 1500 a.m. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Cap! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.